Hey guys, it's Matt. Welcome back to the Life Below Parallel podcast, where my co-host Ron and I discuss all things in the world of mindset, personal growth, health and fitness, education, and coaching. Ron and I have been seeking growth in our own health and fitness for the last 15 years. And recently, we've realized that we need to work on ourselves so we could find out what's going on between the ears, not just under the barbell. Everything you hear us talk about on here comes from personal experience or from the stories of people we bring on as our guests. In the earlier episodes, you'll follow Ron and I through a challenge that I issued to a few people in our circle. Each week, they were given a task to complete, a workout to complete, and a purpose to think about. And the goal was to get people to approach their lives, their fitness, their nutrition and sleep, even their relationships with some intention. You'll hear Ron and I talk a lot more about this. So here we go. Okay. Oh shit. Oh shit, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Ron? Guys, welcome back. Episode four, Life Below Parallel Podcast. Today we're gonna talk about some daily practice that we put into place for ourselves just a few weeks ago. Um, And we had a few different options um, from emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, intuition. These are all based around um, different pillars that we need to work on just to try to improve our lives a little better. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we did for our daily practice and then talk about the options for some other ones and maybe go into what you guys or whoever needs help um, with these. Um, we'll talk about what they can do. So Ron, what did you do as your daily practice and what was your topic? So first of all, this challenge was really challenging for me because I had a hard time being able to recognize which one of those five things I actually needed to put a little bit more effort in because after watching the video that you asked us to listen to watch and listen to, uh, I was able to recognize that I really did work already in all those departments. And the only thing I could come up with was not knowing exactly how much I was doing and what I could be doing better spiritually. And then uh, (laughs) you, you actually made me laugh because you were like, why don't you just go meditate for like 10 minutes a day to work on that. And then I meditated on that thought about it. And then it really hit me that in a sense, I already was practicing that daily without even needing to put much more effort into it. And, um, and come to think about it right now in thinking about that, it's actually one of the places that I've put the most effort into lately because I accidentally created a, a daily practice at least Monday through Friday with a, a podcast that I listen to every single day called the morning coffee cup podcast where the host Rick Alexander talks about a different topic every day. 
And each one of those topics is going to challenge the way you think, which is what we're doing. It's just challenging the way that we think. And on his podcast, though, he gets really in-depth into really challenging stuff, like accepting responsibility, letting, letting go of certain things to be able to move yourself forward, understanding that no emotion is a bad emotion. It's just an emotion. Uh, all kinds of little things like that. And since I found that a few months ago, I've been hooked and I didn't even realize that I was developing a spiritual practice while listening to that. Let me, let me take it back a step, Ron. Why was it so hard for you to decide or recognize which of these areas that you needed work? And let me just reiterate, we have, we have mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and intuitional. You chose spiritual because it just kind of came about, but what, what made it so difficult to, to recognize where you needed the most help? Well, mental, physical, emotional, I work on daily. So you I, already have a regular routine yeah. practice. That's already a part of your life. Then. It's definitely a part of my life. And um, intuitional, I had never heard of before. But listening to him talk about it, I was able to recognize right away that I was very strong in that department. Like, and when, it, one second, Ron, I'm sorry. When, we, uh, when, we, uh, when he says listening to him, the video I posted was uh, from a guy named Mark Devine. He is a former Navy SEAL and founder of SEAL Fit, writer of a book called Unbeatable Mind. I'm going to post a link in the show notes to that video so you guys can watch it. But you just going, wanted Ron. to say show notes. Yeah, show notes. You just wanted to say show notes. <laughs> Go ahead, Ron. So... I've all, I, I guess I can't say that I always had, but I never really thought about the fact of having a strong intuition. But I've always been really good at reading people. And even though sometimes I get them wrong, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> I've also been a really good judge of that like first impression type thing and knowing when something or someone is good for me or bad for me. Like, I don't like that. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really seem to be like a place where I needed to uh, Focus. dive any deeper into it with all of the stuff that I was taking in in that moment. I actually watched it twice. So like the first time I was like, I'm not too sure what's going on here. And then the second time I was like, oh, okay. So cool. Yeah. So then when I suggested when you wanted to make that do that focus on the spiritual aspect of your growth, um, I simply just came out and said, dude, meditate. Why was that not something you immediately thought of? Or what was something that you were thinking of? I don't know. I guess I didn't think that the term spirituality, spirituality, is that spirit? Did I say that right? Yeah. I didn't sure. think that that term could be separated away from religion. Oh, that's a, that's a cool topic because um, spirituality is usually always associated with, with, with religion. Yeah, and that's where I went with it right away. Yeah. But I consider myself a spiritual person, but in no way a religious person. person. Yeah, and now, now doing this work and looking at 
the concept of working on my spirituality, I was able to separate the two. Mm -hmm. I was able to be like, this is religion. This is spirituality. And then I was able to recognize that I was spiritual. I did have a spiritual practice. Is that something? And that's why I wasn't able to recognize it right away is because I had no separation of those two things. So now knowing that you have this regular spiritual practice, what can you do to bring that out a little more in yourself and maybe use it to improve the other areas of your life? So the one thing that I did once I realized that I already had something going on was on the days where I could make the time is I immediately would listen to the episode again. Okay. I would listen to it twice, really try to pick up on anything that I might've missed. And then they're really short episodes, which is great. So then I'm able to turn it off completely and finish the rest of my drive in silence and think about the stuff that he had talked about and try and recognize whether or not it was something that I needed to change or improve on or even just let be still in my day to day. Cause there are, there are days where he talks about stuff where I'm like, fuck yeah, I got that going on. And there are days where I'm like, Oh shit, that's something that I do wrong a lot. And let me ask you quick, two questions. One, how long on average are these podcasts that you listen to? Under 10 minutes. And how that's long is your drive? That's not including the intro music and outro music. That's okay. just uh, the message. Yeah. The message is under 10 minutes. So if you scooted past the intro music and then yeah. stopped it before the outro music, all you need to do is listen to those 10 minutes. Okay. And then how long is your drive? Uh, 17 drive to work 17 minutes. So you immediately, you get in the car, you know, wait a second, pull out of the driveway podcast is on. Mm -hmm. And then for about five to seven minutes, let's say you are just in thought. I'm, I'm listening. I'm taking it in. Yeah. I mean, after the podcast and then it gets to the, it'll get to the outro song and then I'll, I'll get it right back to the beginning of the message and let it play again. If it wasn't a longer, if it wasn't a longer message. Oh, so you'll play it twice. Yeah. On twice on the drive. Oh, okay. So you have, so your, your drive is about the same amount of time as mine. And let's, let's say like, that's an average for most people, at least in my area where, you know, where we're at, unless you're driving into New York city, um, where you have 20 minutes a day, that you're not filling with anything else, right? Yeah. You're not really focused. You're not really doing much else. You might as well take the time to, to practice something that's going to improve your life. And that's what I want. That's what I really wanted people to, to hear from you is that this is not something difficult and it doesn't eat up a lot of time, but the, the value of it is bit large. It's big. It's bigger than that. Would you say that you think about it the rest of the day too? Is that on your mind for a good portion of the morning? I'll tell you 100% that today's message is on my mind completely because it was talking about 
how we talk to ourselves. Prime example of that athlete that you got to work with here at my gym on Friday. Yeah. I sent it to her. It was all about not beating yourself up, not saying bad things about yourself, not, you know, speaking kindness, speaking what you want to believe, you know? So like, that's been on my mind all day is like trying to make sure that my words are more powerful because words can either heal or they can hurt. So we should speak with caution, whether it's to ourselves or to other people. Um, so let's shift a little bit to my experience. I think you asked me something though, uh, that I? We, we miss you asked about how maybe it helped me think about the other areas. Okay. Yeah. Let's, and, let's hit that. Um, so I guess the only way that I could really say that it, it could help me if it does help me is with focus because with spiritual practice, you have to have focus. So if you can force yourself to focus on something for a small period of time, those other things like take, take up a little bit more time, especially emotion. If you can focus in one area, you can learn to focus in other areas. So I think that is how it can carry over to the other departments is just in developing a better focus. That's a cool perspective. How, spirituality focus can kind of go hand in hand because you're, you're forced to take a step back, think about one thing and almost shut your mind off to everything else. Exactly. And that can carry over into everything else. That's cool. Carry it over into the physical, for example, and say you're doing something and it starts to hurt. It could be, it could be exercise. It could be real life. It could be anything. If something starts to hurt, you're going to take a step back and you're going to look to see how you could do it differently. Or you're going to look to see if you don't do it at all. The focused individual is going to look to see how they do it differently so they can still complete the task. So let's talk about um, my experience. Sorry to be selfish, Ron. God, you're so selfish. So I, and this is funny because I told you you weren't very good in the emotional department. Yeah. Well, she didn't tell me that. I told myself that. And you told me that it's funny because, (laughs) because I had told, I told you what I was working on. It was, it was my emotional side and you were like, nailed it (laughs) right on. (laughs) You, you already knew. And, and I, and actually the, the funnier part is I told people in advance, if you don't know what to work on, ask your spouse or ask your friend because they probably have a very good idea of what you need help with. Because most of the time you're blind to your own faults. You are blind to what um, holds you back or what you are deficient in. But other people, especially after you get to know them a little better, can start to realize those things in you um, or, or recognize things that maybe you don't see. So mine was, was the emotional mountain it was the the side of me or the part of me that empathizes or sympathizes with other people and the part of me that um can recognize when i need to shut up (laughs) or when i when i need to um actually step in and be the person that that someone needs me to be um and this is something i've struggled with my entire life 
it's just why do you think that is i'm well it comes stems from a lot of things like my uh family growing up my how i was acting or treated or treating other people in school as a kid um and then shifting into my adult life there were things that i was forced to do or i was forced to change in certain ways to almost numb myself from these things there was a point in my life probably like 18 years old where i completely shut down my emotions because for me it was extremes it was either i would be on one side overreacting to things and um pushing myself too much onto one into one area um and i realized i had to i had to take myself down a little bit and i had to learn how to not react or had to learn how to care more for people so i went to the total opposite end of the spectrum and i didn't give a shit about anything I, it was to a point where I, I wouldn't smile. Um, I, I was like, I would like hide myself in, in a, in a room or, you know, at home, you know, it affected a lot of things though. It affected my, my education and it affected my relationships and it affected my, the social aspect of my life, like a thousand percent. Even like when I had met you, I was still like on the tail end of that, that like stage in my life. And that explains why you came off so cold to me that first year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, and, and honestly, Ron, your personality is the type that I would normally avoid. Cause I remember you walking into that room that day, the, the judging room at the, what, whatever that is up in Albany. Um, the Times Union Center. The Times Union Center in Albany. We're in this back room, like a locker room. And Ron walks in yelling, screaming at everybody. Yo, what's up? <laughs> and I was like, one of these guys <laughs> <laughs> and and because of that like naturally i would go i would not really step up to you i wouldn't even introduce myself um i would just assume that hey this guy doesn't want to talk to me anyway so i'm just gonna sit back and do what i gotta do right For, personally i felt like that was fine but it, in the long run i was like well what if i just said hello or what if i tried to um, make myself a more of a presence in the room like you do. And I, I have been working on that. I started working on that before I met you. And since then it's been even compounding even more and to a point, like even the, the following year we became good friends. Yeah. Right. We, we got put into confined quarters in a sense. Yes, we did. We were we put gotten, into a group. Yeah. We had gotten broken down into a smaller group where we were kind of forced to interact with each other. And yeah. There is not a day that goes by where I am not grateful for that because oh yeah, this friendship is one of the best friendships that I have, and I fucking love it. Absolutely, man. Uh, I had a thought. Go thought. Think. I can't freaking remember it. It's okay. Um, you say that it affected your education. That's that interests me. How how do you feel that it affected your education? So at that time in my life, I was finishing high school, right? And this is way back. I was 17, 18 years old. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was going through depression, like stages of depression where I excluded myself from social environments that were good for me. And I put myself into environments that were really shitty for me with people that um, I thought were friends, but 
really it was just a way for me to escape everyday life. And then it led to me not going to school, right? My senior year of high school, last, you know, few months, I probably attended 12% of the classes. Holy shit. And I had to, and I, I was like ready to go to college, right? I had already been ex- accepted to college, but I didn't graduate high school on time because of that. So I had to go back another six months of high school. And I was that guy. And I'm, a, I'm the type of person who, when I was younger growing up, my, my dream was always to go to college, get a good job. I wanted to study um, something in the realm of like science and technology. I ended up not doing anything like that, but I had, <laughs> but I had the potential and it's still something that interests me. I just gave up because I felt it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a passion. It wasn't, but I didn't know what my passion was. I didn't, I, I didn't know that I could, was able to find one. I thought I was just this like fucking person that really could not affect society. Couldn't do much of anything. That's how I felt. And I think, that I think, for sure changed though. <laughs> I, I think, think that 16, 16 to 18 years old, the, the human beings that actually truly believe that they have found their passion and can do something to capitalize on, on it are extremely circumstantial. They were placed and they, they were in the right environment or they had, or they had parents that got them in the right devi- right environment. So that's, that's awesome. I always say that if I found this, what I do now, 10, 15 years ago, would it still have the same effect on me? And would I still be as involved? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would have been. No, because it was. I don't, think, I don't think the person that I was at, I'm 36. Uh, I found what I'm doing 10 years ago now. 10 years before that, I never even would have been interested. No, no, I don't, neither would I. And, and I, always fi- I always found myself gravitating away from things that had lost their fun. And I'm 10 years into this journey and it's still fun as hell every day. I love it. So let me go back a little bit um, to the, well, let's bring it back to the future. <laughs> yeah. Or the present. So my practice for my emotional uh, mishaps <laughs> or my, you know, lack of thereof was I wanted to tell people that I care about every day, tell them how much I care about them or express that in some way to them. Right. For example, my, my fiance, just telling her um, how much I love her, how much I appreciate her or telling my mother who I see every single day, like how much, how important it is that I see her every day. That's awesome. Right. And she, cause she, you know, she comes every single day to the gym to work out and it's great. Cause I see her, I don't live with her anymore, obviously, but it's, it's like, we're still together, right? Yeah. We're still family. And now my, my nephew, she brings my nephew, he's nine months old. And I love this kid so much. Like I try to give him as much attention 
of my attention that I can to him. You, and, show and, him. you show him the emotion that you have for him and the ways that he can understand it. Yes, yes. So like, and, and that's a person, and he's a person, just like anybody else, he means something to me. And, and in a few years, he'll realize what that is. And I want him to know from right now, like that there was never a time where I was not in, connected to him in that way. So there, those are like three really important people in my life. And then my friends as well, like, you know, shooting them a text or a message once in a while, just saying, hey. We're driving three you. hours to hang out. Yeah, exactly. Driving three and a half hours, <laughs> three and a half hours to hang, to hang out, out for like five hours, to hang out for a few hours and then driving seven hours to get home because I fell asleep on the way home. At least, went, pulled, at least you I, pulled over. I pulled over. Yeah. You pulled over and fell asleep. I got home, Ron. I got home at 4 a.m. that day and I had to get up early and do my job. And that was it. It was cool. No problem. I would you, do it again. You got to. I would do it again. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. So, so. you and I both are definitely physically active, mentally active. For sure. Do you feel like you had strong intuition? What? You feel like you had strong intuition? I think my my intuition has been something I've been practicing for a long time. And how my, would you say that you practice intuition? Every time I walk into my scan, I look around and okay. I, I look at people and I, I gauge their reaction to my entering a room. Okay. Right. So, so if I, or when I'm in a room, if people walk in, I gauge their reaction to my making eye contact or saying something to them. And that's helped me kind of determine, all right, what's this person feeling? How should I approach them? Okay. I try, you know, I own a, I own a gym and my, my focus is on my clients as much as possible. So every day, People walk in, I'm either doing something around the gym or I'm sitting there at the front desk and I want, and I try to greet them as soon as they walk in. Oh. My, so my intuition that I'm using my intuition to gauge how that's going to go, how that's going to look. And then it sets up the rest of the, the interaction, like the rest now of when they their hour. To this, now when they listen to this and you don't say hi to them as soon as they walk in, they're going to give you so much shit. They are, but I, I always do it. It's, I don't miss it. I, I, I will stop what I'm doing to greet somebody or at least acknowledge their presence. Oh, oh great. Matters. So now when my people listen to this, they're going to ask me why I don't do that. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? That's why we're here. We're here to learn from each other. Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should just hold, like, just not just say a word. Cold turkey that shit. Okay, so. Yeah. And my physical practice is obviously there. And I associate my physical and my mental practice together a lot. Um, because what I, especially lately, I've been approaching, approaching my workouts or whatever I'm doing that's physical, like whether it be a hike or climbing or, or something like that, or just going out for, for a walk. I always have something behind it. Um, an intention, an intention. Yes. I set an intention for what I'm going to do. And it doesn't have to be this profound, like thing that's going to change the world or change my life. It just has to be, 
okay, today I'm going to just breathe slowly. Cool. That helps me focus Yeah. in here and realize, all right, between these two big things on the side of my head, there's something going on, right? My He's ear- not talking about his ears. He has headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, I think I've got the rest covered. And then that's why I chose the emotional um, approach because it's just something I don't or haven't really practiced in a long time. Let's be quick. Let's, let's remind people though, that you can think that you have one department covered, one mountain covered. If you go and dig into what we're talking about, it's referred to as mountains You can think you have one of the mountains or a couple of the mountains really covered. That doesn't mean you stop working on them. Exactly. And that's why it's actually like important to, to me every day to set an intention for my workout, to actually work out, to tell the people in my life, how much I care about them. Right. And to still, and approach people with kindness and, Still, you know, when I'm sitting, you know, in a public area, I'm looking around and I'm making eye contact with people and I'm just guessing or assessing what is going on with them and how the situation is going to pan out. And that's where um, everything kind of comes together. So if you improve one area, like you mentioned before, your spiritual practice is going to improve your focus, which improves the other four areas. My practice is going to engage me in different situations where I can improve my relationships with other people, but also give some intention and improve those other areas. I think with strong effort in the emotional department, you're going to get stronger in the intuitional department as well. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. It's empathy. Yeah, exactly. Empathy is a buzzword right now. And if you haven't heard it yet, you need to go, look at it and Matt is giving me the watch signal, which is a watch signal for me as well. We could continue this conversation for probably hours if we had the time, but we both have things we need to go get to Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. So guys, next week, I want you to to tune in. Um, We're going to be talking about recovery, taking a break, taking a step back and taking a day off. It's going to be a really cool conversation um, that I think we really need to have. So um, thanks again for listening and hope you guys took something away. Check Maybe in. I'll let you have that conversation by yourself and take a day off from the podcast. Ooh, no, or, 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 I'll bring, or I'll bring in our, our um, next guest who oh, has, been a- guest? has been asking, our first guest who's been asking, hey, when am I going to be on? Oh, are we so. going to talk to him? <laughs> All right, but All right, thanks guys. Talk to you later. Later. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Life Below Parallel is now available across all the podcast world. Feel free to share what you've heard here, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from. If you want to reach out to us, send us a message to belowparallel.co on Instagram. We're really looking forward to talking to you. Hope you guys get out there and live your life.